Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. And we welcome in, as we take it to the rack, fine reporter, man who has been in this business for a long time. He's lived here in Atlanta. He knows what needs to be known, and we are thankful for him joining us here as we are joined by Sean Powell from NBA.com, joining us here in the locker room on the fan, 680-93.7 FM. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Last time I saw you, I think I was in a gym uh, working out on one of the Stairmasters trying to get some of the LBs off, and you were looking just (laughs) as felt as you have the last 15 years. You don't age a bit, sir. You know what? I just want to just tell the audience that you are working hard, man. Just really grinding hard, grinding as you do in life, as you do on the mic. I just want to say I was proud of you, my brother. And hopefully you got those LBs off. Uh, It was the best, hardest worked five minutes on the Stairmaster I've ever had. I did what I could. (laughs) He looks good. He looks good. Uh, Well, Sean, uh, you've been working out and uh, you have fantastic stuff always on NBA.com. We have a whole lot to unpack. We can start here locally and then move to some national stories. The saga that has been the lack of defense for the Atlanta Hawks, the coaching changes for the Atlanta Hawks, bringing in uh, DeJounte Murray for the Atlanta Hawks. And now it seems like he doesn't like the way things flow with him and Trey or maybe him and Quinn Snyder right now. Your thoughts and how you figure the Hawks can improve where they are teetering on being in and out of the play-in tournament, which is where nobody thought this franchise would be. You know what's crazy? It's almost like yesterday when the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Final and Trey had that huge game one. Giannis was out. I believe he had like an ankle injury or something like that. And you thought maybe the Hawks had a chance to you know, go to develop a little bit faster than people thought. Well, lo and behold, they don't win that series. They never get back. And all of a sudden, we're talking about dismantling this team. They've gone to a couple coaches during that time. You know, it's really, I mean, I, I don't know of another team that has fallen so fast so far than Atlanta Hawks. Uh, now, as far as the trade deadline, I mean, I mean DeJounte Murray is out there, but I mean, if you're the Hawks, you, you, you think you want to get back what you gave up to get him. Or is anybody going to offer you three number one picks? How about right. two number one picks and a young player? Uh, I, I think a lot of teams like DeJounte Murray, but I don't think they're ready to just hand over half their team to get DeJounte Murray because it would defeat the purpose. If you're a contending team, you give up too many assets for DeJounte, then where are you? You know, you haven't really advanced. So if the Hawks had a good deal for DeJounte Murray, they would have traded him by now. So mm. what does it say to you, the fact that they still have him? Mm. Uh, I, I think this team just needs to do some soul searching. And I know they're just under you know, new management recently. They just have to make some moves and just have to rebuild this thing. And it's not going to happen overnight. Sean, the tough part with everything you just said there with make some moves and maybe do some soul searching, they've already kind of done that changing coaches. Quinn Snyder was brought in to be a defensive coach. They're terrible. Trey Young has never been a great defender. Can this really work with Trey Young being the lead dog? Or can you see a time a year or two from now where he turns into James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, whomever who's wanted out of their city and ended up getting out of a city? That's a great question. Uh, first of all, I just want to address the defensive situation. 
you know, you can have, if you're a coach, you can have the greatest defensive philosophy that you want. But if you don't have the personnel, it's not going to work. Uh, so, first of all, the Hawks really don't have great defenders. Clint Capella used to be that guy. He's not that much anymore. Uh, DeAndre Hunter's always hurt. Uh, so, who else? And DeJounte Murray, again, good defender in the past, still a good defender right now, not as great as he was before. As far as Trey Young, uh, look, you know, I'm not going to rehash what they did, you know, passing up Luka Doncic, getting Trey Young fine. Trey Young got this team to an Eastern Conference final. That's fine. It's funny because I had a discussion with someone the other day, and I said, look, suppose the Memphis Grizzlies offered John Morant straight up for Trey Young. Well, do you make that deal? And that's interesting because you're talking about two guards who, for, for various reasons, have had issues with their organization, uh, and would they be uh, refreshed by a change of scenery? And would those two teams also be rejuvenated? by that trade. Uh, trading Trey Young, I don't think it's on the table right now. However, I think the Hawks are going to see what they can do, at least try one more time to surround them with the help. And I think if this last attempt doesn't work, then I think everything's on the table. Sean Powell, writer for NBA.com, joining us here in the locker room on the fan, 680 93.7 FM. When you look at the top of the food chain in the East, is Boston, it's Milwaukee. You look at the top of the food chain in the West, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, your thoughts on with the trade deadline coming up, are we going to see more of the same or does somebody uh, make a move that could shock us? Because it looks like the big move with uh, Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee in the offseason season the big moves have pretty much been made yeah when it comes to contenders contenders rarely shake up the team during the season they really save that for the off season uh so i don't think you'll see milwaukee or boston certainly not boston they know they're sitting in the driver's seat uh the knicks already made a move to get og and anobi uh i don't see you know minnesota oklahoma city unless oklahoma city wants to go on the cheap and add a rebounder other than that the clippers have already made their moves so a lot of these teams usually make their moves either in the off season or if there is a distressed superstar like a kevin durant a james hart or whatever wants to be moved before the trade deadline the teams will try to make that move but they're not going to surrender too many assets because then it's a total philosophical change during the middle of the season. So you rarely see contenders do that. Uh, now, you're talking about the teams in the middle of pack, where they, they want to either try to shake up something to try to salvage the season, or they want to make a trade to basically prepare for a next season. Those things usually happen by the trade deadline. Heat have already made a trade. They acquired Terry Rozier, but up until last night, they had lost seven games in a row. I've read some scuttlebutt that Bam, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, that threesome is not really working when they're on the court together. Can you see them being one of those middle-of-the-pack teams that maybe tries to package a Tyler Hero and some pieces and try to get better? It could happen. Uh, Miami rarely makes those type of big-time moves during the course of the season. Uh, but I could see something like that happen. I think it all it just comes down to this. Before this losing streak, Miami was, you know, looking pretty good. One of those teams is just like last year. People forgot about, and lo and behold, they ended up in the NBA Finals. Uh, so I think it really comes down to this. How much stock does Miami put in this losing streak? Do they think that this is the real Miami Heat, or is this basically an aberration? I could see them making a deal with Tyler Hero being dangled, they certainly dangled him uh, for Damian Lillard uh, last offseason. 
But unless they get something they feel they absolutely need that Tyler Hero cannot provide, I think they'll stay put. Sean Powell, writer for NBA.com, joining us here in the locker room on the fan. This load management conversation uh, is starting to uh, really stick around. You know, you would think by this time it would be settled and done with. They've tweaked the rules. You need to uh, start playing on the road or else your team could be fined. Uh, they- 65 games get re- rewarded, right? Right. And you can't be eligible for postseason awards if you don't play 65 games. And now the players are pushing back on that a little bit. Uh, what do you think the next tweak or if any tweak comes about that? Because people who are paying money want to see stars go up against stars, and they really don't want to hear about it, even if you're not 100%. Nobody wants an injured player dragging a stump around. But if you can give it a little bit of go, you need to be out there and playing. Okay, so the first thing we all have to remember and definitely keep in mind is that this was collectively bargained between the league and the players. That's true. Mm-hmm. So why is it that the players are upset about something they green-lighted, right? That doesn't make any sense, right? Right. <laughs> you, should have ra- you should have raised those concerns at the time. Okay, so this was collectively bargained between the league and the players, and it was implemented. This is year one. You know there was going to be some blowback. And as far as players saying, you know what, this could cost me money, you raise a very good point. How about the fans who bought tickets to see Joe Superstar come to their town once a year? He doesn't show up. Don't you think that it costs them money? Are they going to get their money back? No. I don't really have a lot of sympathy for guys making $40 million and complaining that because they don't reach that threshold, they're not going to be able to make $45 million. I mean, look, the bottom line is this. Uh, teams should be worried, should be concerned about that 65-game threshold early in the season. Don't start resting players in November, December, and all of a sudden those players get hurt in January, February, and they can't reach the 65 games. And one more thing. Let me just say one other thing about that. So you don't reach the threshold. So what? That just takes you out of the MVP conversation. It's your decision to make. What is more important for you? If you feel that being refreshed for the playoffs is more important than the MVP award, then make that decision and live with it. Doc Rivers, he he comes out of the broadcasting booth and goes back to coaching with Milwaukee. Is that going to be a fit? Is it going to work? And can he get over the hump? He is his uh, his narrative is he won the title with Boston, but he has had a ton of talent that he's been able to coach and he just hasn't been able to catch that second title. Yeah, well, one thing you have to keep in mind also is that Milwaukee made this change in the middle of the season. Like, who else are they going to get? You know, it's not like they made the change after the season and they're a bunch of coaches available because those coaches got fired somewhere somewhere else. Doc was basically the best available candidate. And let me just say one other thing about Milwaukee. You had a chance to hire an experienced coach last offseason, and you said no to Nick Nurse. And where's Nick Nurse right now, and what is he doing with Philadelphia? Okay, case closed. As far as Doc Rivers, um, yeah, I mean, he did win that title, and it seems like he's been living a long time on it. I want to be fair to the man. It, you know, he had some, you know, playoff collapses with the Clippers. But keep in mind that Chris Paul was hurt during that run. Blake Griffin was hurt during that run. Both of them were hurt during one series together. And, again, I'm not going to absolve Doc of all these basketball crimes, you know, uh, you know, losing series and things like that. But there were some circumstances, certain situations. He's under a lot of pressure now because you don't walk into that situation with Damian Lillard and, um, and Giannis 
And by the way, I think that this this is their best last chance, by the way, to win a championship. Because I don't think I think Dames will start going downhill. Chris Middleton will start going downhill. Uh, Brooke Lopez will start going downhill. So this is their best chance with Doc Rivers. He's he's in a tough situation. He just got to cash in. I'll tell you what scenario I would love to see. I'd love to see them and the best of seven against Philadelphia 76ers, game seven. Game seven. There'll be a lot of pressure in that Ooh. situation. I like that one. I like the way you think. One final thing, just one little nugget. Uh, Tony Snell, former Hawk, uh, spent nine years in the NBA. Uh, there is a nugget. He has to sign a contract by tomorrow in order to become a vested NBA player for 10 years. And you get all kinds of health benefits and long-term benefits if that happens. And he went on social media and said it was crucial for his family because he has two sons who have been diagnosed with autism is this a case where the nba somebody in the nba and i'm not picking on anybody uh patrick baldwin jr <laughs> from the wizards could sit down go to g league and somebody sign him to a to a contract just to get him that nugget you really don't even have to penalize a, a player already on your team there might be a handful of teams in the nba that still have a spot open you know that could go ahead and do the humanitarian thing and you know help tony snell out uh, I think of the, of the goodwill that that team would get. Uh, I think everybody can sympathize with family situations, particularly in those two in that challenging family situation. Uh, situation. I know Tony Smell has made upwards of fifty million dollars. Right. Whatever, can we talk NBA about career. that for a second? I mean, yeah, fair conversation. what are you talking about? Why does it matter yeah, if he gets to ten? It, I don't. Yeah, I think this is more for life for lifetime health. Right. Okay. Uh, benefits more okay. so than the money. There you go. That makes perfect sense. Great stuff, Sean. Please do not be shy. The doors to the locker room will always be open for you. We appreciate the conversation, and we look forward to catching up with you down the road. I look forward to seeing you on the Stairmaster next week. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll give you more than five minutes this time. Sean Powell right, from NBA.com joining us here in the locker room on the Fan 680 93.7 FM. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.